0: Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever you're joining us, welcome. This is the Appreciative Recovery Show. We believe that curiosity, self-compassion, and connection are foundational values that if cultivated on a daily basis, make any path toward wellness filled with joy and wonder. My name is Kelly Knox and I am the host of this show. We have a very special guest today. I have literally known her all my life she's a friend, a role model and occasionally a mentor. She is a highly respected personal trainer, yogi and massage therapist. She specializes in biomechanically based yoga and has personally helped me with many an injury over the years. She is my older sister and I'm blessed to call her my friend and I don't just say that because my mother will be watching. Mm-hmm. Her name is Jody Knox. Welcome, Jodi.
1: Thank you, Kelly. I'm
0: so glad that you could join us today.
1: Happy to be here.
0: Um, Tell our audience just a little bit about yourself and your work and maybe explain a little bit
1: about what a specialty in biomechanical yoga is. Um, So I started out in the fitness field as an exercise physiologist in cardiac rehab. And uh, soon after that I I left the private sector and went to work as a personal trainer. And then I went to school to be a massage therapist. And as I did these things, they were working with each other, like pieces of a puzzle. And after massage school, I went to learn how to be a yoga teacher. And so while the schools are different, they all inform each other. And so biomechanical yoga is an intelligent, alignment-based yoga that um, takes into account our bodies, which include muscles, bones, tendons, joints, and we align those joints, muscles, tendons, bones in such a way that it's safe and efficient for us to stretch open, to allow the things that need to happen inside our body effectively happen well. Mm-hmm. So it it's safe. You engage your muscles to extend out, to stretch out, to open, so you're not hanging on tendons. You're aligning muscles in the joint in a safe way. Mm-hmm. So
0: how does... Um Someone shows up for their first yoga class. How do they know that they're
1: doing it correctly? Um, so if someone comes for their first yoga class, uh, we start with the basics. And oftentimes, even if people come um, from having done yoga for a while, but not an alignment-based yoga, there's a really good chance that they're doing some things incorrectly and or heading towards a slippery slope where they might injure themselves because they don't have the attention to detail to stretch open the body. So um, when people come for yoga, it, it, you start at the beginning and um, you sound start at the foundation and, and help them learn how to engage their muscles and move in a healthy fashion.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you suggest that when somebody's first
1: starting out yoga that they start with a basics class? I would. Yeah. A lot of yoga studios these days um, are subscribing to the idea that um, just come to class. I mean unless it's an advanced class. Just come to class and, and you'll catch up. But really what you'll catch up with is a movement through different postures that doesn't really give you the most you know in the busy world when you're taking an hour an hour and a half out of your day and using it you want to get the most return so I would suggest that a big basics is really important Mm -hmm. yeah or even a
0: one-on-one class I've done that before that was very helpful
1: yes private it's it's just amazing how much you because it's a new language I mean during, while I teach a yoga class, I'll talk about move your inner thighs back. Um, move your pubic bone down. Um, swing your tail between your legs. You know, all these words that you know people, you just, one-on-one you can help people be more comfortable with the terminology, with moving their body, usually against the grain right like we're sitting here now and our inner thighs are spinning out and then so that therefore that's why when we come to class we want to spin them back to open them up to make space you know mm-hmm. we're closing down right now but to get that point across to people one on one is the best way yeah i mean i guess it can happen in a class it can yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's all about what people can afford right right
0: yes cuz yoga can be costly It can be, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so when people will be watching this, it'll be the new year. Okay. Probably the first, second week. Wow. Third week. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people make goals or uh, New Year resolutions. Mm -hmm. See, I haven't called them resolutions in so long, I forgot, almost forgot the name, but New Year's resolutions. Um, Someone's choosing between yoga and the gym.
1: They want to get fit is their purpose. What would you tell them? If they can find an alignment-based strength yoga class, um, then I would say take that class because what you'll be doing in that class is stretching and getting strong at the same time. So again, it's a sale. It's a twofer. Right, right? Right. So... But it's important to um, find an alignment-based strength-building class, and they're they're available on schedules. So, is that what if, if
0: I'm looking at a yoga s- schedule? Will it say those words? Hopefully,
1: um, most le- most w- will say alignment if that's the their, the focus. Um, it might not always say strength, but alignment is a good place to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Someone says, okay,
0: I'm going to go to yoga because mm-hmm. I want to get fit. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about this before, but yeah. let's, let's talk a little bit about the bonus that happens with that. The bonus? The bonus, you go, you, you think you're going to get fit, but what, what actually happens?
1: You know, it's funny because I taught on that this morning. I oh, taught yeah. three classes this morning. And um, in my classes, I, I uh, talked about the bonus and that how I don't like to talk about it. Instead I like them I like new people to come, be intrigued and keep coming back. And then you can tell me about the bonus, right? Yeah. So the proof is in the pudding, but I'll tell you about the bonus. <laughs> the bonus <laughs> is that um, and, and I'll give you examples. People a 70-year-old gentleman retired came to a class And he was doing yoga maybe three, four months. And he said to me, you know, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what's going on. I'm getting more flexible and stronger, but I feel better. I'm not in my head so much, you know? And it's funny because people, it it sort of bites them in the rear, you know? And they're like, hey, what's happening? I'm happier, you know? And um, so that's the bonus. Yeah. how how is um,
0: yoga and meditation similar, and how, how are they different? Because uh, you, what you were just saying, you know, can you can benefit like from meditation right. as well? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so meditation, by definition, is concentrating on something. Correct. Correct. Concentrating on something so that your mind can rest. If you focus on one thing alone, then the rest will fall. The rest of the mind, uh, jargon, monkey mind will fall away. And so in an alignment-based yoga, we're constantly asking you to have your mind focused on your body. You know, I often say, you know, people have Maseratis and they, they get in and they know what they do and, you know, they know how fast they go and they know how fabulous they are. And here you are in this this priceless Maserati, your body, and you don't know how it works. You don't know how you feel best. You don't know how to make space. And so let's start paying attention. Let's embody our bodies. Let's make the meditation about bringing our mind into our body as we move through the postures and... Yoga is a moving meditation, similar to walking meditation. Mm-hmm. 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 So you're making me think about um,
0: paying attention to the body mm-hmm. and that which we ingest for fuel for the body, so food and, and um, you know water and other types of beverages. And I know nutrition isn't your specialty, but talk to us a little bit about... Um, yoga and what we eat?
1: Um, So a lot of, not a lot of yoga but postures involve twisting Mm -hmm. from here to here and so that's where we digest what we eat. If in fact we have a hard time digesting something we're gonna have a hard time in yoga in twisting maybe that day. Um, So yoga is a great place to go to learn where you may have problems with nutrition. I mean, so you want to eat healthy um, for sure. But again, it's about self-inquiry. It's about noticing, hey, I went to a yoga class the other day and I had a huge bagel and maybe some peanut butter on it before a class and I wasn't moving because I was right. Yeah. So, um it's all about self-inquiry and learning what works best for you and you know, drinking enough water. Right, right. And, and paying attention. Paying attention. Paying attention. Yoga brings you into your body. You can't go to you really cannot go to a yoga class and not be reminded that you're living in this body, which you can go through many, many days of your life just running around, and never stop and think about who or what it is that's carrying you around.
0: Sure, not that I've ever experienced that. Before. <laughs> um, so, so you you, you spoke to, about self inquiry, which which is the curiosity piece of this Appreciative Recovery Project, and um, you know the other pieces are self compassion and connection, Um, let's talk a little bit about how yoga can cultivate those things.
1: Well, um, self-compassion is a big part. Um, When you come to a yoga class, you have to start where you are. Some people tell me I can't do yoga because I'm too stiff and um, Yes, you can, and that's how you start to become not so stiff. Um, so, but the thing is, you have to have compassion for yourself. You have to accept that I'm stiff. But but maybe if I try this thing called yoga, I don't have to always be stiff. Mm-hmm. So, and then as you move through your yoga journey. Countless times, over and over again, you'll need to have compassion for yourself on any given day. Um, you might not be able to get into a posture, but you shouldn't leave the class upset. You know, it's just where you're at today, and, and you, you move on, and, and, and you come back the next time. So no one
0: should feel bad taking child's pose.
1: Absolutely not, and that's always an option given in my class and other classes that you you take um, take child's pose. Yeah. The well, other thing too is though sometimes child's pose isn't comfortable for new people because they're so stiff, you know, they can't get back there. So that's another another part of self compassion is asking for what you need in class. There are so many props, blankets, bolsters. The teacher can help you and set you up in such a way where you can be comfortable. Mm-hmm. It's better to stay in class than to leave. Right, right. you're making me think um,
0: yoga can be humbling. I mean, it, I've, it's ha- happened to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and when I have to use a um, block, when yesterday I didn't have to, or when I choose to use a block. I mean, I I can go one of two ways, be mad at myself for using the block and not being as limber as I was yesterday, or I can just use the block and let it all go. But how, how do you let it go?
1: Um, I share a lot with classes about the props and where they came from. BKS Iyengar, a famous yogi from India who was one of the folks responsible for bringing yoga here he he he's the one who came up with these blocks, blankets, bolsters and he was a really sickly young guy and his yoga teacher in India sent him off to a hospital to teach his yoga. I'm pretty sure his yoga teacher wanted him to fail but he didn't fail, instead he found a way. He found a way, not only for himself, but so that today here in America, in Gloucester, you can go into a studio and there's there are blocks, bolsters, blankets, why? So that if for some reason you're not feeling well, you can bring yourself into the pose with the blocks or bolsters so that you have a chance to open up and then feel well again. Mm-hmm. So, so no one should go home to feel worse, and worse, and worse, and worse. Instead, you, you know, it's it's self-compassion. I mean, a guy was sent to fail, and he found a way to be succeed. And um, he passed away a few years ago, and at, I think, the age of 92, 93, and before he passed away, his practice was um, a half-hour headstand. So he did pretty good with yoga throughout his life by using these, these uh, props. So I think about that,
0: mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm.
1: what I share with students. Come on, this guy. And also you can go into a hospital and help people get well with, with bolsters and blocks. I mean, that's the thing about accepting where you are mm-hmm. and allowing the yoga to help you. Heal to help you get better mm-hmm. but you have to be willing to accept where you are so that you can move ahead right
0: yeah
1: yeah um,
0: let's talk a little bit about connection I know you have a, a great um, yoga community that yeah. you know is the heart of pretty much who you are right mm-hmm. and um, so how does how does that all come together when when you start doing yoga on a regular basis and
1: it's so um, Heartwarming. It's so wonderful. Um, my yoga community, uh, we call it Akula. It's a, um, a group of like-minded spiritual seekers supporting each other, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so that's a group of teachers. But the interesting thing is, is that as a teacher, coming out of that, feeling that support for myself, I can go into a place and teach and foster that. And and it doesn't take a lot. It just takes actually the lessons of what my teacher teaches and how she brings us together, and then going in front of another group of folks and sharing that with them. Mm-hmm. And right right now I teach... Uh, all of my yoga classes at a private country club and I and they're they're such a community the yoga classes and I always kid them you know you're a community within a community and um it's just lovely it's it's just it's this whole thing about you go to yoga to get stretched out to feel better you don't go to feel better. You get you go to get stretched out, but then you feel better, and then you talk to someone else who the same thing happened to, and now you have this in common, and it just grows and grows and grows. And so, hey, you know, if you're at the country club and you're out to dinner, hey, there's your cool at the other table. You know, there's your your buddy from yoga. Mm-hmm. It's it's really amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah.
0: yeah. Do you, want, do you want to talk a little bit
1: about your, your teacher and, and um, the work? Sure. I just got home from spending, um, I guess it was six days, with my yoga teacher, Amy I, I Polity, Um and with Ara Kula. The name of her school is 90 Monkeys. And um, monkeys comes from the yoga philosophical god, Hanuman, who we often, the type of yoga that I teach, we often mm, theme stories through our class that help uplift and, and help you get into the postures. And so Hanuman is a, a, a monkey god that I might talk about during class. Um, so it, it, we spent six days together listening to philosophy. Uh, Amy was teaching us about different uh, tantric, philosophy with the gods and goddesses, and um, the camaraderie, the strength, the love that grew over the week of, you know, spending 24 seven pretty much with people eating, contemplating, going up into postures, um, you know, crying, laughing, Um, failing, succeeding. That's the thing is that a community like this is compassionate. So it can hold you. And then therefore you can be compassionate with yourself. yeah, I'm high still from being away with them. I hope it lasts a while. <laughs> that would
0: be nice. Yeah. So you can bring that compassion. You were saying that you were saying this a little bit earlier. Similar. You can bring that compassion back with you, and offer it to your yoga classes to the folks that come and practice with you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um, I know one more thing we can talk about. Yeah. You had said to me, uh, I believe yesterday, that yoga takes courage. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that.
1: So um, yoga is not um, ordinary. Like I was saying earlier, there's going to be new language. There's going to be um, yoga classes are going to ask you to think about things in a different way. Yoga classes are going to ask you to think about things that you don't think about like compassion. Uh, yoga is going to ask you to slow down, get off the merry-go-round, breathe. And it's not always easy when we do that. Um, we're we don't take time to process. And when you slow down and you start to breathe and stretch, we hold tension in our bodies because it's like something that happened. It's like maybe the person who cut you off in traffic the other day. Maybe your mother said something to you that hurt you. You know? Maybe, you know, just all down the line to even bigger things and so you have tension. And so coming to yoga, you're going to sit, you're going to stretch, you're going to poke and prod at your body. And um, so it takes courage to come, first of all, because it's, it's a little different. It's not a fitness class. It's a little different. But then it takes courage to keep coming back because the teacher is going to be asking you to be curious about yourself to question why you think that way. to question why uh, to question what comes up in your mind, to maybe not react to everything that comes up into your mind, to maybe start understanding that you don't have to believe everything that your mind Sorry. tells you. You know so um, it takes courage because this, this inquiry, this depth of work that can grow out of yoga. um, It's very rewarding, but it's not always easy.
0: So many a tear can be shed after a yoga class or even during a yoga class.
1: During a yoga class. Sure, Mm -hmm. sure. There's such thing as an emotional release. Um, I experienced one the first couple of years doing yoga in what's called camel, which is a back bend, um, and uh, I just started sobbing. And um, afterwards, I talked to the teacher about it, which is a which is a wonderful thing to do if you can share with your teacher that you know this is what happened. And uh, the teacher assured me that you know it, it's okay, it happens. And You know, you can contemplate on it, you can think about if maybe something comes to mind, but really, it was an energy that you had here, and you let it go.
0: And that's a beautiful thing.
1: And that's a beautiful thing. And
0: that's a beautiful place to end. Good. Good. So um, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, me Uh, and us. And and I wanna thank you for watching the show. Uh, If you'd like to learn more about the Appreciative Recovery Project, you can go to Um, www.appreciativerecovery.org. Did you want to share any websites or
1: information? Um, Uh amyipolity.com and also 90monkeys.com. 90monkeys.com is a school of yoga. If anyone's interested in being a yoga teacher, or if you'd like to read about um, alignment based yoga. And uh, nine,
0: yeah. All right, great. Yeah. And, and you and I are going to head off to a yoga class tonight.
1: We are. So, yeah. It's exciting, yeah.
0: So, again, thank you for joining us.